Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. Trade War kicks off today and never skip leg day. All that and more today on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at IIEFinancial.com or call the offices today, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be in the world. I am your host, Chuck Fulkerson. Uh, coming at you on a beautiful Friday morning, joined uh, by my significantly smarter yet uh, yet better half. What's up, boss? How you doing? Great. Happy Friday. It is. It's good. It's, it's leg day. It is. It's leg day. Never skip leg day. Never I skip watched, leg day. I watched Lego Batman. He told me what's up. He told me to never skip leg day. I have an eight pack. That's right. <laughs> Listen, the Lego Batman movie was good. I don't care what anybody says. Like, if you don't like the Lego Batman movie... You're dead from the neck up. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. There were there was a lot of uh, adult humor jokes. Yeah, I see, and I think that's what adults like because if you're going to go to a movie with your kids, you got to have something in there worth making you laugh, even a little bit. But that's kind of the fun with kids' movies is that, like, growing up as when I was little, kids' movies were very much kids' movies, right? So, like, kids' movies were Disney cartoons, like The Rescuers Down Under, mm-hmm. right, or. Um, uh, you know, I, I can't even think of any off the top of my... Oh, the never-ending story, right? Atreyu. Yeah. Falcor! <laughs> no, they were... But they were like... They, they were really kids' movies, and adults just had to kind of suffer through them. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got the formula figured out. Like, you make a kids' movie with enough adult jokes that keep them entertained and interested. I think the difference though was that when when movies were were coming out like kids movies before they were like disney movies that were based on grimm's fairy tales like timeless sort of stories with archetypes and things like that that Ooh, everyone archetypes that everyone can really identify with because they're timeless stories and yeah now they're either remaking those timeless stories or well, yeah, coming I, out with totally mindless movies like Lego Batman. So, well, but now they're kind of cool because, because nobody they seems to have them. any creativity anymore. Yeah, but they <laughs> but they remake them in live action format. I mean, heck, even I liked Beauty and the Beast. It was it was really good. 
I mean, I mean, it was like, you know, those are those are kind of cool to watch. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, here's why we talked about Lego Batman because we said never skip leg day. Um, and and we make a joke about. So I go to work out at a local gym here in beautiful Kingwood, Texas. Uh, and there's a lot of on days when you exceed the weight that we have in the house. Right. So you on days when I, when I when I when <laughs> I exceed the weight that we have in the house, because it's just like if you go to buy an 80 pound dumbbell, it costs more to buy one 80 pound dumbbell than it does to spend a whole year at a gym membership. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and 80, you know, I don't use it very often, but it's but it's something I like to have. And so I go to the gym and my favorite are the guys who have never seen leg day. Yeah. They 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 kind of look ridiculous. They got like a nineteen inch neck, right? <laughs> nineteen inch neck, uh, thirty four inch waist, and thirty two inch uh, biceps, but six inch legs. Right, like they just don't match. Zero jeans. <laughs> right, right. They're wearing skinny jeans that they sell at H and M because they don't ever skip because they skip leg day and 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 they're. Uh, and they're not balanced, right? There's no, there's no balance to to the way that they're that they're shaped. And we joke around about that a lot. But we, you, you know, you made a really good point this morning, talk, kind of talking about, you know, what if you what if you equated somebody's leg day to their portfolio, mm-hmm. right? And think about it. Your portfolio can be like never, like never having a leg day because what happens is we get balanced. We get we get improperly balanced one way or the other because we only look at one thing. We only focus on one side of the coin in a financial market. In any financial market, there's only two actions anyone can take. It's buy and sell. And there's really two distinct groups, the financial uh, professionals and then the retail investors. Yeah. Retail investors really only know how to do one thing. They really only know how to buy. Nobody's ever taught. No, no, there's two things, buy and hold. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hold. And and hold is like the opposite of inaction. Uh, the I'm saying like I say there's only two actions you can take in a market, buy and sell. Hold is is the definition of inaction, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing. And so when you look at it from from a totality perspective, looking at the totality of the financial markets, you've got the retail traders and investors versus the professionals. And knowing what the professionals do versus what the retail traders do is a very telling piece. And one of the things that's a very telling piece are the buybacks and what's happening this year. So what are the pros doing uh, versus what are the novices doing so well maybe you can explain a little bit i know there, there are some people that um that listen to the show and some of the feedback we got is some people don't understand some of the terminology we're talking about so i'm going to try and do a little bit better of a job of stopping you when i think <laughs> that people might be scratching their heads wondering i don't even know what a buyback is well, and that's, mind what to do with it yeah and so that's kind of what i was going to go going to go into next and so when we look at this year so this year there has been a huge propensity for buybacks of shares of stocks. And what we mean by that is when a company buys back its own shares. So let's say Netflix, for example. Netflix has 
a windfall of profits, right? They got a lot of money coming in and they're very profitable. Well, Netflix is very profitable, a lot of money coming in, but they're not using that money for R&D. They're not using that money for marketing. They're using that money to buy back their own stock. And when you think about a company buying back its own stock, what does that do to the supply of the stock? goes down. It removes the supply of the stock, thus increasing the demand. And when you remove the supply and you increase the demand by nature, what's going to increase? The price. The price. The price continues to go up. So a lot of these FANG stocks, the FANG stocks that we've been seeing, there are a significant amount of them that are simply doing buybacks. It's, it's having buybacks are what's pushing a lot of these shares of stock higher. Matter of fact, uh, there was a story on Zero Hedge, and Zero Hedge is a, a very interesting um, website. It does not, I don't really, I don't take anything for gospel truth on any websites that I read. But one of the things that I do find interesting about Zero Hedge, and I'm gonna, I, I, uh, I tweeted this article out today because I thought it was a pretty interesting article. Um, uh, one of the things about uh, about uh, about the zero hedges is that they they kind of bring it from a a more conservative perspective in in a conservative perspective yet pragmatic so they're not as fluffy as some of the other sites right they're a little bit more raw and he's talking about how the only buyers of stocks in the first half of the year were buybacks. Now, this is according to Bank of America. So Bank of America has something that they call a client flow monitor. And the client flow monitor provides an update and finds who's buying and who's selling in different areas because there's what's called an earnings season blackout. Companies can't buy their own stocks back ahead of earnings. They've got to give a month before before their earnings report before they when they can't do buybacks because then it looks like they're doing insider trading because they know what's going to happen, right? So buybacks are fading into earnings, but total buyback activity throughout the first half of 2018 shows that there were more stock buybacks specifically of tech than of any other purchasing period. There were more stock buybacks than there were institutional and hedge fund buyers this year. Uh, Bank of America's corporate clients were an overwhelming buyers of stock in the first half, meaning that all other clients were selling. So this tells me that institutions... The, the, the professionals are not the ones that are driving the market up, and that's very unheard of. Institutional investors are not the ones that have, that have propped up the market for 2018. Matter of fact, the only thing that has kept us afloat for 2018 has been the stock buybacks. So what does that mean for a retail investor? Though? So I think what that means for a retail investor and going all the way back to being on leg day mm-hmm. is that if as a retail investor, I only know one thing. I only know to buy, right? I only know to buy because buying is what I know how to do and I make money when the market goes up and I only buy stock. Well, those stocks are continuing to go up due to the buybacks and they're not really going up this year. They're kind of treading water. Well, while they're treading water, what are the professionals doing? Selling. They're selling. See, I want to I, I want to look and see what the pros are doing. Now, why would companies be buying back their stock? Well, who's got to vote in the buybacks of those stocks? It's the board members. Right. And the board members get compensated based on share price. Because what, what I'm now, the next, the, the, so that's, in, in my mind, that's a pretty big shoe to drop. The other shoe to drop is what are the insider selling that's happening? 
looking at insider selling because when the insiders of a company start what do you selling mean by insiders so an insider is anybody who owns who has a controlling interest in the company maybe they own a, a large percentage of the company they've got voting power they can control majority shareholders what's happening yeah so they have to it's actually greater than 5% so they have to they have to disclose what they're doing and they got to disclose what they're doing in the SEC uh, you know, you can go look at any website and look at their corporate governance of any publicly traded company and see what their what their officers are doing with their shares and what they're buying, and what they're selling. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that's reported in their quarterly reports. Too. Yeah, it's going to be reported in their quarterly reports. It's going to show up. I mean, you can go to finviz.com. You can go to Yahoo Finance. You can go to a lot of places and see what the insiders are doing right now. I find it interesting that the stock prices are continuing to go higher. I'll be the, the next piece for me will be when do these insiders start selling the institutions are already selling and they're selling on these stock buybacks yet retail investors you know we're, we're saying oh well, don't worry it'll continue to go up and i think it'll continue to go up but i don't think it's going to go up at a monumentally fast stage and i think if somebody's not prepared with an adequate plan then they're going to be left out in the dust and they're not going to work on their legs they're only going to work on half their on half their trades unbalanced unbalanced so don't be unbalanced in your trades if you got questions call the offices 832-953-4998 over snap back to reality oh there goes gravity maybe not for the markets at least anyway all that and more today on chuck and ann on finance brought to you by iie financial iie financial willing the good of another visit us online at iiefinancial.com or call the offices today 832-953-4998 that's 832-953-4998 good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you happen to be in the world um glad you're able to join us today and uh <clears throat> and this week on chuck and anna finance i'm your host chuck fulkerson uh, joined by my significantly better uh other half significantly other better half is that how i should say it <laughs> good morning and happy monday yeah mondays are fiery you know i i enjoy monday uh we uh we had a, a kind of a great weekend it was uh it was one of those weekends where it was somewhat rainy but it wasn't the normal houston swampy rain you know what i mean when i say the swampy rain yeah the swampy rain like it rains and in the rest of the world when it rains it cools things off yeah not in the southeast no no, all it does is it rains just to hit the concrete to to evaporate to make it more swampy. It is just sauna like. Yeah, and so we didn't uh, we didn't actually have that though this weekend. It rained and it, it cooled things down just a little bit. Um, but what was kind of fun is our nephew was here for the weekend, uh, and he wasn't just here for the weekend. He's actually been here for the last ten days. And uh, you know, we have a four year old and a six year old little boy. And what's funny is when people see them play, they typically say something along the lines of. They are all boy, right? All boy means that they do everything like a boy does, what a boy does, which means getting in trouble and playing with swords. Um, and so our, our, my, your sister, our brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they have two girls and a boy. And so the boy is the same age as our youngest, and he's got an older sister and a younger sister. And so... He doesn't always get to do as many boy things. No, he doesn't. And I think he really relished in the fact that they were active. Not that their family isn't active, but just 
to be able to kind of play sword fighting, sword fighting and literally throw on boxing gloves and roll around our gym. Yeah, yeah, that was last night. They had boxing gloves. What was and they what, look? They actually look like little like bear cubs. Kind you know? of yes, <laughs> which is adorable. No right? shirt, boxing gloves, and just throwing haymakers. <laughs> yeah, but in a like in a playful way, you know, they they knock each other down, they laugh, they get back up again, they do it again. You know, they're they're learning how to use their bodies. They're learning how to interact with each other. So that's it's really amazing. I'm just going to warn you now. That starts as playful. It doesn't end as playful. <laughs> I remember when I was about 16 years old. It was my buddy's 16. It was actually my buddy's. No, I'm sorry. It was his 14th birthday because we weren't driving yet. It was his 14th birthday. And this is up in Pittsburgh, right? So in Pittsburgh, we do two things. We eat and play football. And we were all out of food, Mm. right? So so we were playing football. And when you're 14, you're no longer playing touch football. We're straight up hard-nosed tackle football. And we played for probably six hours that day. And it was probably 20 of us. It was a gigantic game. And then... That night, we decided we're going to have boxing matches. That did not go over well. <laughs> we have a friend named Dane, who's like a human refrigerator. I've and, seen him run into a stop sign and knock it over. And not with a car. That no. was with his shoulder. Yeah. That was with his shoulder. And so, yeah, he's a human refrigerator. So he really, he won. I mean, he beat us all. It was bad. There were some bloody noses. It, it stopped being cute. Hmm. So... But that being said, so it was it was a time for for that to be all boy. But we're back to reality. And like I said, oh, there goes gravity. But the market has no interest in gravity. It's just continuing to rally this morning. Uh, we're, we're recording this on early Monday morning. And so the Dow futures are up about 100 points uh, to kind of kick off the morning. But what I find interesting is and and I, I look at a few websites for for market news. And the one that I kind of my default is to go to marketwatch.com. And I want to talk today about headlines and what they tell us. Now, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't let news drive my investing decisions. I don't let news control what I do, right? Because if I did, then I would do one thing differently if I watch CNN than if I watch Fox, right? Which is kind of what most people do. It's the, it's, the, it's the true bipolar dichotomy of our political lives. But when I look at MarketWatch, I want to just read to you some of the headlines, right? Do you notice some of these headlines? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with, with, with the one in the biggest font. Yeah, it says, why Trump's protectionism won't dethrone King Dollar. Okay. So Trump's protectionism is not going to dethrone King Dollar. Okay. I, and I, I don't, I'm not clicking on any of these. I'm just reading the headlines. The next biggest font is stock futures up 100 points as stocks get ready to build on last week's gains. The next one is an opinion article. It says stock investors should rejoice over Trump's second year in office. Now, this these are the these are the first kind of three headlines that your eyes drawn to. But just below the picture, what does the first headline say? No longer. Wait, turn the turn. The, it's really small. Uh, no longer just noise. Ongoing trade uncertainty saps investor confidence. Yeah. And the one below that says, founder of world's largest head funds, says first day of the war with China has begun. And the next one says, Trump trade wars are heating up, but don't forget about rising inflation. 
So let's break those down for a minute. I'm just going to look at the headlines, right? I've got the headlines that says why Trump's protectionism won't dethrone King Dollar. Now, that does agree with the one on the bottom. Trump's trade wars are heating up, but don't forget about rising inflation. The inflationary measure occurs when the dollar is gaining value right? Mm -hmm. Inflation occurs when the dollar is gaining value. So those two tend to agree with each other. No longer just noise, ongoing trade uncertainty saps investor confidence is completely contrasting stock investors should rejoice over Trump's second year in office. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we're on the same website reading. It's just, it's just a screenshot, if you will, of, of the headlines that are on here. And to me, that goes to show that the narrative can be painted any way you want it to be painted. Well, and I think it it really just goes to the fact that in this 24-hour news cycle where everybody's trying to get a piece of the action, we live in a soundbite culture. So if you can come up with snazzy titles uh, that and, and, and get more clicks, then you win. Right. Well, Quote-unquote win, right? But that should not... Just this. This is a, a great example of why um, an objective view of the market and having a plan that's not swayed by opinion is so important. Because just right on this screen right now, there's seven different headlines, all with conflicting opinions, none of which are based on fact. Right <laughs> now, I will tell you, I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not one way or the other, right? I don't, I don't have a bias one way or the other. And I'm not throwing market watch under the bus here because I think they probably get a lot of their content from outside sources. But this is just one example of a website that you're going to run into that has headlines, right? Another one uh, is something like, uh, you know, the one, the one that's probably most common and most often viewed is CNBC. So CNBC.com. Um, has a couple of different ones. Now, CNBC does a little bit more with, with news than just uh, financial markets news. But uh, Dow is set to rally at the open as trade worries shift to the back burner is one of them. Um, but then but then the uh, right below, it says Democrats are trying Trump's Supreme Court pick to, to the special counsel Russia probe. Here's why. So the point is, is that is that there's confidence boosted with uncertainty. Right. Two things, one right next to one another. Now, this one's not quite doesn't have quite as many. Most of these are, are mostly news headlines. So CNBC has more news headlines, things about the the boys in the Thai cave and uh, U.S.'s Brexit secretary walking away. And so a little bit more news focused on CNBC than just market focused because they think they've learned that news gets more clicks. Right. Overall, general news is going to get more clicks. And that's really what they're what they're driving for. But the point is, is that you've got confidence also swayed with doubt. And the, the this is what makes a market because there's only two actions you can take in a market. Right. My two actions are you can buy, buy and sell and you can sell. Right. Well, that means that for everybody who's confident that the market's going to go up, there's got to be somebody who who doesn't have that same opinion. Somebody's got to feel like it's going to go down. Somebody's got to be able to sell. And I think that really where the line is drawn and where it comes down to is who pays for these websites, right? So if I'm on marketwatch.com, who pays for marketwatch.com? Well, the people that pay for marketwatch.com are the advertisers. The advertisers are the ones that pay 
for for Market Watch. It's they're the ones that 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 drive CNBC or Market Watch or any of those. And it's and it's typically the advertisers that are on there. You're oftentimes going to run into advertisements from uh, financial financial advisory firms that that love to put that seed of doubt. You're also going to run into advertisers that are like TD Ameritrade or gold or um, I don't know E-Trade or a lot of these broker dealers that don't care whether the market goes up or down. Remember, the professionals don't care whether it goes up or down. They just care that somebody's making transactions. And the reason they care that somebody's making transactions is because every time somebody pushes the buy button, they get paid. Every time somebody pushes the sell button, they get paid. So their plan is not to to try to guess the direction of the market. Their plan is to profit no matter which way it goes. And also to get people to make um, make those transactions. Right. And so they have... If the news can scare people into selling, then great. Right. If the news can, 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 can push people to selling, great. If it can push people to buying, great. If it can push people to do both, even better. Mm-hmm. And that's really what creates a market. That's actually one of the things that I think is most beautiful about the market is that you're going to have times where you're completely wrong. But the idea is when you're wrong, your losses should be contained. And when you're right, you should allow them to run over time. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Uh, we appreciate you joining us on uh, on today's show. If you got any questions, please send me an email, chuck at iiefinancial.com. See you soon. Later. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We want to help others, especially in places of strife, such as the Holy Land, where Christianity is dwindling by the day. But how to help? Here's an easy way. Buying products through the Holy Land gift shop. Every product you purchase at myfranciscan.org shop helps Christians support their families and stay in the Holy Land. Olive wood, embroidery, spices, and many more authentic products from the Holy Land are available right now at myfranciscan.org shop. The Holy Land Gift Shop, bringing the Holy Land home. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.